Welcome to the Life Church Sermon Podcast. We're a church based in North Dallas with a desire to help people love God, love people, and make a difference. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. I'm going to go to the Old Testament first, to the book of Deuteronomy. This is one of the first books in the Bible known as, uh, it's a part of the, the Pentateuch, the books of the law given to Moses. And this is Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse number 6. And after we read there, we're going to go to the New Testament book of Hebrews. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. Somebody say them. You don't have to be afraid of them. Well, who is them? Well, you can fill in the blank. You don't have to be afraid of them. Why? For the Lord, your God, he is the one who goes with you. And he will not leave you nor forsake you. Very similar passage of Scripture found in the New Testament book of Hebrews, 13th chapter, beginning with the 5th verse. Says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Then he goes on to say this for he himself, for God, that's a capital H that you see there, for he himself, for God himself has said, What did he say? I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man, everybody say man. Who's man? Fill in the blank. What man can do to me. Amen. I read a story once about some sailors who were on an old old ship, an old, old boat, and they were out in the middle of uh, a rough and a, a stormy sea, and, and the waves were rising, and the wind was blowing, and the, the rain was falling, and it was, it was so bad that the crew became fearful for their very lives, and they, they honestly did not know whether the boat, the ship, was going to make it. They didn't know if they would make it to dry land, and they didn't know if they were gonna if they were gonna sink or survive. And so, one of them went to see the captain and asked the captain, "Captain, are we gonna make it? Captain, are, are, are we safe? How do you how do you feel about things?" And the captain answered back to this man, this sailor, and said, "Well, I'll put it to you this way: the boilers on this ship are very weak, and they may explode at any moment." This ship is very old, and she's steadily taking on water, and she has been taking on water for a while now. To be very honest with you, we may have an explosion, or we may sink. But then the captain said this, we may go up, or we may go down, but either way, we're going to press on. Church, can I tell you that's how I feel about this new year that is stretching out before us today. I can't tell you what tomorrow holds. 
I can't tell you what experiences await you. I can't tell you what blessings are on the way. I can't tell you what tragedies may befall you. I can't tell you if you're going to go up or if you're going to go down. But one thing is certain today, we've got to press on. We must. Church, I said we must press on. Whatever 2023 brings, the church must march on. Whatever transpires over the next 12 months, this one thing I know, the church is going to make it to the other side. The church Come on, I said the church is going to be victorious. The church is going to persevere. The church will be triumphant. Jesus himself declared it. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church is predestined for victory. It's predetermined. We win. The church wins in the end. But listen, you and I, our involvement, our connection to the church is what matters. That's why we've got to press on. It's not time to be weary in well-doing. It's not, it's not time to be discouraged. It's not time to coast off of yesterday's victories. It's not time to be fueled by your past experiences. We've got to press on. In our text today, we read a phrase that was repeated, and it's not only repeated in these two passages that I read you from the Old Testament and the New Testament, but this overall concept is repeated throughout Scripture. In Deuteronomy, the Lord promised that he will not leave you nor forsake you. In Hebrews, he reprised it as, I will never leave you or forsake you. Listen, I want someone to know today that we can press on in this new year because we've got this promise from God. You can push ahead in this new, you can move forward in this new year because he said, I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to turn my back on you. I'm never going to abandon you. I'm never going to forsake you. I don't know what you're going to face this year, but church, I can say to you with extreme confidence that God is never going to leave you. He's never going to walk out on you. Isn't that wonderful today? Isn't that good news today? In him, in Jesus, I have all that I need. And he promised that he would never leave me, that he would never forsake me. These may be the most encouraging verses in all of the Bible. Listen, I don't have to be afraid of what tomorrow may bring because I know I'm not going to face tomorrow alone. Listen, there's a very real possibility that there may be some unexpected things waiting on us in the next 12 months. I, I, I just don't know. I, I can't forecast that. But listen, that doesn't really matter because here's what I do know. 
I know that wherever I am, in whatever predicament I find myself, he's going to be there with me. If I'm on the mountaintop, he's going to meet me on the mountain. If I find myself in the middle of a fiery furnace, he's going to be the fourth man walking in the fire. Whatever I face, I won't have to face it alone. Listen, the the economy may collapse, but we won't face it alone. War may break out in some unexpected place, but we won't face it alone. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next month. China or Russia may launch an invasion. The stock market may crash. The healthcare system may crumble. But there is one thing today that I am confident in. There is one thing that I can count on. And that is come hell or high water. I don't have to face it alone. He will be with me. He will never leave me or forsake me. Is anybody thankful for that promise today? Come on, because of that promise, we can press on. We can face tomorrow. We can move into the uncertainty because we have a promise. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Psychologists have always said that for many people that the holidays, Christmas time, can be one of the loneliest times of the year. Those here today who have lost loved ones or for some reason maybe you weren't able to be with your family during the holidays, maybe you understand the struggle. Maybe you can identify with those feelings of loneliness, of being isolated, And I can only imagine how that feeling has been amplified by some here very, very recently. No doubt there's a lot of people, even in this room, those who are watching right now or who will be watching later, that you feel all alone like you are by yourself, like you are cut off from everyone and everything else. But listen, I've got a word of promise for you today, and it's found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5, where it says, For he himself, for God himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Did you get that today? God himself said, never. I'm not going to do it. You can write it down. You can count on it. I don't care what others may do. I don't care what other fickle family members may do. I don't care what other fickle friends may do. I am God, and God himself said, I will never leave you. Listen, when you or I say that word never, that only extends to our limited human ability to back that statement up. When we say never, it's only as good as our word. When we speak the word never, it's subject to change. And it can be violated because we are human and we are finite and we are fragile. But listen, when God says never, it's settled. 
When God says never, it is non-negotiable and nothing will ever be able to separate you from him. And he said, I will never leave you. I'm going to stand by your side through thick and thin, through ups and downs, through blessings and cursings. I will never leave you. This promise found in Scripture is even more forceful in the original language in the Greek in the New Testament. The Greek literally uses four negatives to communicate this truth. It takes four negatives and it compounds them together into two pairs to express the utter certainty of this promise. And if you were to translate it into literal English, we're going to put it on the screen, but it would read something like this right here. I will never, ever leave you, and I will never, ever forsake you. Somebody needs to latch a hold of that today. Somebody needs to get a grip on that today. The Lord is trying to say, I, I promise you this. I, I'm going to reiterate this. I'm going to communicate it with certainty. Never, ever will I leave you. Never, ever will I forsake you. One commentator said this about the repetition of negatives in that passage. And the commentator said that the aim here is to remove all objections that fear or unbelief give rise to. Oh, I hope somebody's hearing me today. The promise of God is sure. The promise of God is certain. The promise of God is emphatic. I will not at any time, for any reason, or on any occasion, leave you or forsake you. The same scholar pointed out that these two statements, while they are synonymous, they express two powerful realities. The first reality is this, and that's the presence of God. That's the first reality that we see when we hear the words, I'll never leave you, I'll never, never forsake you. It's the presence of God. That means that no matter where you end up, he's not going to leave you there. That means that no matter what you go through, he will be there with you. That means that no matter what this year entails and what it brings your way, he will be right there by your side, the presence of God. The second thought that we see here is the promise of God's provision. You see, when God says, I will not forsake you, here's what that literally means. It literally means, I will not orphan you. I'm not going to leave you fatherless. It's another way of saying, I'm going to take care of you. I will be your provider. I'm not going to orphan you. I'm not going to leave you fatherless. I'm not going to turn my back on you. I will not forsake you. Oh, I hope that's resonating with somebody here today. The Lord says, whatever happens, you can count on two things. I'm going to be there with you, and I'm going to take care of you. So church, even though we don't know what lies ahead today, we can press on anyhow because this is what we do know. Our great God is going to take care of you and he's going to take care of me. Oh, I've come to tell somebody today, you're not walking alone. Our God will never leave you. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. The second truth that I want you to glean from these passages today is that you don't have to be afraid of them. You don't have to be afraid of men because the Lord is with you. It's what the Word says. He's your helper. I love the way that the Hebrew writer said it in Hebrews 13 and 6. He said, so we may boldly, everybody say boldly. We can boldly say this, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear. What can man do to me? We may boldly say, the writer said, Listen, this isn't just a personal promise for the writer of Hebrews. This isn't just some inner peace that he happened to possess. But he said, we, we may boldly say, you and I as brothers, you and I as believers, you and I as members of the church, we may boldly say, the Lord, he is my helper. He walks with us, and because of our confidence in his promise, church, we can press on today. We can press ahead into tomorrow. We can press ahead into uncertainty. I wonder if anybody remembers as a child, possibly came time to go to, go to sleep, and you're in your, in your bedroom, and you're lying in, in your bed, and everything's, everything's dark. It's nighttime. Maybe getting a little bit fearful while you were laying there in your bedroom. And so maybe, maybe what you do when you, when you get scared is you call out to your dad. Daddy, would you come in here? You know, depending on how many times this has happened, maybe the first time he'd come in. But as soon as daddy showed up, as soon as that adult showed up in the room, what happened? Fear was no more. Fear would vanish. But then when they left, when they walked back out, fear would come right back in. Maybe I'm the only one who had monsters under their bed. Nobody else identifies with this. Listen, I want somebody to know today that you may feel like you're surrounded by monsters. But as long as our Heavenly Father is by your side, you have nothing to fear. And unlike your earthly father who would walk into that dark room and then turn around and walk out and leave you there, your heavenly father is ready to walk in. And when he walks into your life, he says, I'm not going to leave. You can't get rid of me. I'm not going to forsake you. Oh, I'm reminded of that passage that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear any evil. Why? Because you are with me. Oh, somebody boldly declare today that God is your helper. Somebody boldly declare that because he's with you, you don't have to be afraid. Come on, boldly declare, I'm going to press on. I'm going to move ahead. I'm going to step forward. Hallelujah. The final phrase that I want to point out from these two passages is this. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. What can man do? do to me. 
The psalmist said something very similar to this. After taking comfort in the presence of the Lord, being pursued by his adversaries and enemies, the first one that we'll read is found in the 56th Psalm in the 11th verse where the psalmist said, In God I have put my trust. Not, not, not in myself, not in my abilities, not in the government, not in politicians, not in my employer, not in my family, in God. I'll put my trust, and I will not be afraid. If you're dealing with fear today, maybe you're putting your trust in the wrong thing. If you're battling anxiety, maybe your trust is in your own ability. The psalmist said, I'm going to put my trust in God, and I will not be afraid. And then he finishes up by saying this, what can man do to me? I'm reminded of another place in the Word of God that says that if God be for us, Come on, help me out, somebody. If God be for us, who can be against us? What does it matter who's against us? In another place in Psalm 118, verse 6, the psalmist said this, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Oh, I love that. I love those two chapters and those verses. I will trust in the Lord and I will not fear. The Lord is on my side and because he's on my side, I will not fear. Amen. Be reminded today that with you and God, you're a majority. Come on, you're not the tail, you're the head. You're not the victim, you're the victor. Come on, if God is on your side, if the Lord is on your side, then he finishes it up with that same, that same phrase. What can man do to me? In both accounts, the question at the end of the verse was, what can man do? What can man do to hurt me? What can man do to harm me? What can man do to hinder me? And the purpose of this was to draw a contrast between what man can do on one hand and what God will do on the other hand. Come on, I want you to think about that right now. Think about what can man do compared to what will God do. When you think about that and when you consider that, you will discover the source of the psalmist's confidence. What can my enemy do because I know who I'm trusting in? What can my adversary do to me because I know whose side I'm on? What can man do when I compare it to what God will do? Come on, let me bring it into our context. Let me, let me say it like this for us here today. What can this year do? Compared to what God will do. What can this year bring against you? What problems, what difficulties, what challenges can this year bring to you compared to what your God said he would do for you? What can hell do? What can the devil do? What can your enemy do? What power do they have 
Oh, hallelujah, whatever's giving you trouble, whatever's keeping you awake at night, I ask you, what can that thing do compared to what God said he will do? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Somebody needs to get your eyes on Jesus today. Somebody needs to fix your gaze on the Lord today. So as we look into this new year, as we begin to peer into 2023, Sister Adrian, you're going to stay right down here. I'm believing for some others to come down and join you. Just a minute. Just stay right here. Hallelujah. We don't know. We don't have any idea what this year may hold. Listen, I've got a good idea. There's probably going to be some good days. There's going to be some not so good days. There's going to be some unexpected blessings. There's going to be some unexpected sadness. There's going to be joy. There's going to be heartache. Whatever it is that's stretching out in front of us, it is uncertain at best. But what can man do? What can problems do compared to what God said he will do? And listen, armed with that as your confidence, let's press into this year. Let's press forward. Let's don't go into this year looking backward. Let's don't go into this year looking, you know, for the better days. Let's don't think that our best days are behind us. Let's don't go moving forward thinking, you know what, that, 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 that we peaked already. No, we're going to press on. We're going to press on. We can press on because he's going to go with us. Everywhere we step, he's going to step with us. Everywhere we find ourselves, he's going to be there with us. Stand with me. The apostle Paul said it like this in Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse number 12. Not that I have already attained... Not that I've already perfected. But what else did he say? Come on, help me, church. I know you can read. Come on, we're not illiterate today, are we? What did he say? I press on. I press on because I want to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold on me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I haven't arrived yet, but this one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind. Let the past take care of the past. Let yesterday take care of yesterday. It's over. It's past. Today's a new day. This is a new year. Forget those things that are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. And here it is again. I press. I'm going to press on. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, church, we can press on because he said that he would never leave us. We can press on because he promised to never forsake us. We can press on because God will do what he can do is greater than what man can do. Oh, I've come to this pulpit to encourage somebody today. I'm not sure what tomorrow holds. I'm not sure what this year holds. But with the help of God, you're going to make it.
with the help of God, you can press on. You can be confident. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to leave you fatherless. And if you're ready to step into this new year, why don't you step out of the aisle right now? Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you were inspired by today's sermon. Connect with the Life Church through our website, TLCDallas.com, and on Facebook and Instagram at TLC Dallas. Remember, together we can love God, love people, and make a difference. God bless.